robot sent me I got I got 3D scanned many years ago and it sent me the file and I'm like I want to put it on my you website. You got 3D scanned? Just my face. And um <laughs> What does that mean? Just my face. Well, I mean face not like What is 3D scanned? I've never heard of that. Like in a 3D scanner, so that it turns you into a little 3D model. What? It out. Have you not seen? I've got no. this at my mum's house. It's funny actually because I did this. I printed it out and like you know I gave it to my mum or left it at my mum's or something like that. I thought it might be quite nice to have like you know like a photo of me, but a 3D print of me. She took not care of it at all. It's like I left it on the windowsill and it's gone faded. <laughs> but it's weird to see what yourself. What mini jewels? Yeah. Made out of paper. There's things where you're like, oh yeah, I have that little dimple in my chin, or not no dimple, but you know, just like. And it's weird to see that in a little tiny version of you. <laughs> I, I think I, years and years and years and years ago, it was probably 2016 that I got it. Let me put the plug the thing in, and then. What? So you've still got an email oh, from 2016? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're already recording. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Is this part of the show? Are we <laughs> about my scary face in the show. Yeah, I'm intrigued. So the way they did it was quite, this was, as I say, 2016 years ago. And... Um, Not that number of years ago, just in 2016. Yeah. So they just used to connect, which at the time was the hot new technology. It's so creepy. Click, I sent you the link. <laughs> it will freak you out if you haven't seen it already. <laughs> what is it of you? I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Ah! Isn't it so weird? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Oh my god. What? Is that made of paper? No, it's, it's plastic. Oh, yeah, they have a, a 3D printer that can print in colour. Your it's hair's really weird. Yeah. It's Why are you so blunt? Because I'd been bleached at the time, I think. Oh, you've been bleached. It doesn't um, kind of... It does look like you, but it yeah. doesn't look like you. Yeah. I think well, the is weird. weird. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, pretty, it's kind <laughs> it's of, really funny. it is quite freaky. <laughs> Could I but put no. that on the show notes? Yeah, I guess so. So that's... Um, <laughs> I guess so. There's going to be no pictures of me. I'll just remain hidden and there'll be like pictures of you in weird dream glasses and 3D... Oh, is that in there as well? No, I don't know if I did put that in. Um, a friend of mine in New York found his pair of trip uh, glasses and was, you know, demoing them. And I was like, I just made some. And he's like, oh, cool. You know, he was like, would like to buy a pair. But I don't know if people will want to buy a pair once they find out. You're drinking from a little tiny jug. It's just a weird cup that I got in a boot fair. There's some weird um, banging going on upstairs, which is a bit off I can't hear it. Okay, good. It's like someone's just like dropping a sort of lead ball <laughs> on the floor <laughs> repeatedly. You have the best, as in uh, worst, sounds from your neighbours. Oh dear. It's like that um, sketch ages ago, I don't know who did it, where the people were going like, God, what are the neighbours doing upstairs? It sounds like they're just deliberately sort of banging metal around and they go up and these people, the upstairs neighbours are literally just on like wood floors like and they're just like they've got like a massive like ball and chain and they're just flinging it on the floor and they're like honey get me the baseball bat and they're just like doing these like weird noises. Uh, wait 
Is this on Instagram? Oh, from ages ago. Yeah. How did I not see that? How do I never see your Instagrams? You just don't even care about me, that's why. Right, we're feeling more pepped now. <laughs> we're both so tired. Yeah. And now coffee, we're going to be like... It was a while ago, because I think I actually watched this last week. Yeah, me too. Then, and then we didn't do it. So yeah, same. So let's, let's do it during the week, and then didn't that. I'm going to have so much free time after Thursday, oh. in theory. In fact, it's kind of weird, because I've taken off this whole week to work on it. So I'm kind of simultaneously stressed and kind of relaxed at the same time. <laughs> because... <laughs> It's kind of like, in theory, I'm like, I have so much to do. But then that lazy bit of me has also been like, you have so much time to do it. And so I just kind of rather, I just need, I really need to just be like, what am I going to do and get on and do that? I need to read that blog post again that is about procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll help. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, why? Um, It's a good one. Have you read it? The Wait But Why? I don't think so. What is it? Old? Maybe I did a long time yeah. ago. I found um, right. so a dream came up on um, my memories on Facebook, which I hardly yeah. ever look on Facebook anymore. But there was this dream. <laughs> it was quite good. I've now I've lost it. 2012. And I dreamt that I was making a dessert called escrow <laughs> made of vegan pastry with chocolate chips, onions and beetroot. Mm woke up with the word escrow in my head and had no idea what, I didn't even know what the word meant. I know what it means. I've written down a thing as I looked it up. Refers to money being held by a third party on behalf of transacting parties. Why would I treat, like... Strange. Yeah. You haven't really used it. Yeah, it's weird when, yeah, when you, when your subconscious finds words. Mm, or things in your that head. you don't consciously really know what they are. I wonder to what extent it is that you're sort of like, there's bits of it going around being like, hang on a sec. There's this word here. No, what's this doing in here when we don't know what it does? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, so I was a, reading this stuff about... Stick into a dream and see if that sorts it out. <laughs> well, things about... I don't know how much of it is interesting now. It's one of those articles which is like, while you're reading it, you're like, this is really interesting. But then when you come out of it, you're like, well, what did I actually learn from that? I don't know. It was um, Amy Adkins was the journalist. And it was called Why Do We Dream? I was under a, like, TED Talk, but it was like a summary of the TED Talks. It wasn't even her sort of saying it. But anyway, um, yeah, that, I mean, and they, they are kind of the standard things that we think why we dream. Well, there's different ideas, like one, to fulfill our wishes. This is a Freudian interpretation. To remember, to remember things. People, oh yeah, that was quite cool. So like people um, are better at getting through a 3D maze if they have napped, if they've seen the maze and then they're given a nap and then they dream about the maze before the second attempt, then they're better at doing it than the people who did the same thing, but they didn't get a nap. So they've seen it as well, but they don't get to sleep and process it. They're 10 times better. 10 times. It happens a lot with all sorts of things, doesn't it? Because it's like that Mm. they say with, um, you know, loads of sports where it's best to sort of practice for a while and then have just sleep. some days where you're doing nothing and having good sleep because your dream in your brain you're kind of like mm, processing puzzling it out of, yeah and your body will get better at doing whatever it is so they've got those things so to fulfill our wishes which is the Freudian thing to be better at something to process things but also to forget so you make 
um, neural connections and there's something about reverse learning. So the neocortex reviews the neural connections and dumps unnecessary information. So it's the things that you don't need to remember that it forgets that. Um, also to keep brains working, to consolidate, to rehearse, which is that kind of obvious practice fight or flight, and to heal because you, your stress neurotransmitters are less active during REM sleep. So lack of dreaming might be the contributing factor to mental illnesses, I think. Because um, there's like physiological things as well, there, where it's like sort of certain chemicals are kind of reduced during sleep. Well, that's what I was looking at as well. Because, specifically dreaming or just sleep. Well, yeah, because they now think, they used to think that it was just REM sleep when you were dreaming. But now there's the state of like non-REM, NREM sleep. But you also have dreams. You have a different kind of dream. So in your NREM sleep, so the non-rapid eye movement, and that means, uh, I think in that, because in REM sleep, you're in the like, paralysis stage I can't remember what it's called like you can't you're like even though you're dreaming about movement you 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 shouldn't your body wouldn't be moving but in NREM sleep you might be it's kind of like lighter sleep but you do dream but it's more thought it's not hallucinatory it's not like fantastical it's like the more problem solving and I've had a few of those recently where I've like really stupid things like what was the smell in the bin and then I've gone to bed <laughs> <laughs> and I've like figured it out even though I haven't figured it out but in the morning I'm like oh yeah I figured out what the smell in the bin was <laughs> it's, like, it's just like ticking it over in my head or like the weird often... one this name of this pen did I tell you about that that was so stupid like I had these pens they're like these old pens that I like I've got one here it's like um retro looking Oh, yeah. But the I things come off it. Yeah. Well, I couldn't remember. And the side had come off it. And I was like, oh, I can't remember the name Pick of that pen. Lens, yes. But in my dream, I someone had a whole row of these pens and they looked really enticing. And um, in the dream, I was like, oh, it does say it on it, even without the side bit. It says Kickerland. Wow. What? And in the morning, I was like, oh, it's good that I remembered what this is. And I looked at the pen. And I was like, it doesn't say it on it. I just remembered it in my sleep. Cool. If only you could do it for more interesting things than the brand of a pen, but anyway. I had a dream with you again, that we were walking through Paris and went to your apartment. I had a Paris dream. And we went up some steps, which is not very Parisian. It's not Wait, very when was this dream? I don't remember. It was not, okay. like, it was not last night. It was sometime during ah, the week. Yeah, This is the annoying bit. So, well, I'll tell you, so we got to your door. So was, the street was very Paris, but the door was, to be honest, much more like England. Yeah. Um, and it was like it had sort of uh, fairly sort of typical kind of stained glass kind of things put together, except there were gaps between it and there wasn't stained glass. It was bits of mirror that were stuck oh. to the door. So there was all these mirrors. And then we went inside and then annoyingly something very good. There was something really good about the hallway, but I've forgotten it because the bit then after that is at some point we go into your bedroom, but it's, your your room is a very 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 tiny like yeah. Parisian, but it's also <laughs> oh, no. there's no door to it. You kind of go into it a bit oh. like the crystal maze, where you kind of go through a kind of like hole in the wall and then down some down a ladder. <laughs> hmm. And it's and it's so small. It's honestly like the size of like twice the size of a phone box or something. I don't think <laughs> there was even a bed in there. And we're just you know that kind of like when you're just sort of someone's around at your 
your apartment and in your flat and you're just kind of like apologetic about how messy it is yeah. I would sit and you're just kind of in that sort of state and we were just like that. Is that your feelings about your own flat do you think? Maybe. Um, no. Sometimes. It's yours yeah. is very tidy. And then waiting to go. I can only keep one bit tidy at once. So You are week, in a lot. This week kitchen's tidy. But yeah, I spent yesterday procrastinating by scrubbing grout off old tiles. You love so that. There's, there's a few broken tiles and I've managed to obtain some other tiles from tiles from someone else, but, but they have loads of kind of crap on the back. And so, mm. so is it satisfying? It. Yeah, it was quite nice. Mm. It was nice to get off big chunks of the, the backing because I, I didn't think I was thinking, how the hell am I going to get this off? But then actually yeah, soaking it. Um, I'm just soaking it in water. So I now well, help me like interpret tiles. these things because these dreams that I've had, it's not a recurring yeah. thing, but it's a recurring Wait, theme. What happened in your Paris? Well, I dreamt that, um, hang on, did that have the theme? Oh, also, sorry, down, the mirrors. I, I yeah. forgot this, and I don't know whether this was part of it, this afterwards or whether it made me think of it later. But I remember at some point I had read something about that some mathematician had proved that if you had a cave made of perfect mirrors, so that, you know, when all the light is 100% reflected. Yeah then it wouldn't matter how big the cave was or what shape it was. If you put a light anywhere in the cave, there will be no dark spots, apparently. I think that's what they said anyway. But that, that, it, I, it was definitely something which came to me. And it's strange oh, that that cool. would suddenly come into your, you know, it's a very sort of weird dreamy thing to be kind of like thinking about mirrors and then to dream of this mathematical proof about mirrors and caves. Wait, what, you read about that after your dream? No, no, no. I've yeah. read about it ages ago. Um, oh, it just came up in your dream. And it, it just came back to me. Yeah. That's what I find so weird. Well, maybe, maybe I did the, the timing of dreams. I can't find it. Well, because you can't, like, sometimes you are like, okay, yeah, it's because I watched this program. And sometimes things come up and you just like, I haven't even been thinking about this. It's just come up out of nowhere. But I suppose that's like, like in therapy, you know, you make these connections that, um, your brain makes these connections between things and it could be like an emotion or something, I suppose, or something really slight. But this is why I don't know why. So yeah, I dreamt that I was in Paris and it had the feeling of Paris. It, it wasn't, I keep dreaming about being in a big city where I'm kind of, I'm, I'm excited to be there and I'm a tourist, but I'm not, I'm like, I'm like living there and I'm just sort of exploring it. Um, but I was sitting on a terrace and I was eating and drinking and I had amazing coffee in this dream like it was so good um and I was on a sort of date but there were two people I don't know who they were and they were kind of faceless and they had tiny spy cameras you know right. like Becky has them like really well, little sort of really because her, her dad gave them to her like they're tiny like they're like oh like like a few inches big yeah, like yeah. Film cameras. I, yeah I was thinking they're more like a sort of like digital oh no like old school Which doesn't sound very becky to have like film <laughs> in them um right. and they gave me one and i went off to go to the toilet or something and i was like oh i don't really want to go back and it was taking a really long time and i sort of felt guilty and when i came back they'd gone and they just left me this camera and i sort of felt bad but i like didn't really want to be with them and then i was just like oh great i can just walk around the city taking photos um and like so there was this person busking, this woman, beautiful woman standing in a doorway and she was busking on some kind of like harp or something. And um, 
And I was like, oh, that would make an amazing photo. And then it started snowing. And then it was just like snowy everywhere. And I was taking, and I took this photo. I looked at it for ages and I lined it up. And then I looked at the photo and I was like, God, it's all dark. And I've underexposed it and I had to change all the settings on my camera. Oh yeah, and then the strange bit at the end, well, it's not strange, but I was walking along and I was thinking, God, that coffee was really good and this is really beautiful. And maybe I do want to live here again. And then I sort of, in my dream, jumped forward in time in my head and I had a husband and he'd got a job in Paris and he was like, do you mind moving back there? And I was like, no, not at all. God, that would be amazing. And I was really happy. But it was the second dream in the week of where I was walking around a city taking photos in the snow, really specific. And like, I don't know... Because taking photos is a really strange thing in a dream because, and it's not something, I do take photos a lot on my phone now, but on a camera, I haven't done for years and years and years. And it is something that I used to do when I lived abroad. But it's, it feels like a very memory-laden thing because you're literally making a memory. Right. But it's a strange thing in a dream because you're lining it up and you're looking at something in great detail and then you're looking at the photo there's like layers of it because the other one was in this city and I was walking around barefoot and I was going in people's back gardens and things and it was all really cool and someone's back garden had turned into beach they had sand and uh and then I looked around and it was just snowing everywhere and it was really beautiful and I saw a massive white owl uh, and I was like, God, that'd be amazing to take a photo of that. And I like followed it and I lined it. I waited until it sat on this tree and lined it up and took this really cool photo of it. I don't know. It's weird. It's not snowing. <laughs> What's the snow about? I don't know. Yeah. Photos in the snow. Yeah. Trying to think what snow signifies for me. Uh, I guess excitement. It's kind of, it makes everything really beautiful. It's positive, I think, snow to me. Yeah. Um, no, it's mostly nice. It's nice. It's weird because it's very transformative, isn't it? It's yeah. Really nice. Oh, it's maybe there's something in that. Mm. Transformative. Mm. Yeah, because it sort of takes the colour out of it. I um, found out about what the mirror thing is, and it's very exciting. Mm. In that the, the t it, was, uh, it was the 2020 prize, which is strangely announced in 2019, but about a year ago. Um, to Alex Eskin for revolutionary discoveries in the dynamics and geometry of moduli spaces of owl Belayan differentials, including the proof of the magic wand theorem. And what you've been we, looking at that? No, well, I was trying to find out more about it because it's like mm. obviously I must have just read it at some point about a year ago. It's mm. interesting, it was a year ago as well that it then came to mind now. Um, How do you know it was a but, year ago? Oh, because it says it was in 20, September 2019 oh, that he was awarded yeah. the prize. But it's strange that, it, you know, the way Wikipedia has so many topics on everything, and yet Magic One Theorem is <laughs> not currently a page. What is so, it? I don't know, because oh, there's no page on it. Sounds exciting. I don't know why it's called Magic Wand. Um, but I, I, as I say, the thing I felt it was about, or remember, the bit I remembered was about this, you know, that you could have this unlimitedly complex, deep cave of perfect mirrors, and as long as you put a light somewhere... Well, that's like, Magic Wand, isn't it? Because it's like doing one thing will make these other things happen like you just do one simple action maybe maybe well no 
the end of that article about sleep, the only other thing that was vaguely interesting. Uh, so yeah, people, mental illness has been linked to disturbances of, of sleep or dream, um, but also psychotic people's waking thoughts are similar to a healthy person's dreams. Oh, that's interesting, yeah, because dreams are really weird. I mean, that is certainly the thing yeah. that I found from reading, not, you know, hundreds, but at least lots, well, maybe it's, but a lot of those dreams from the dreams I've collected is how strange a lot of them are. I but thought you said the opposite, that they're actually... No, I said that, that it was the, that the, the people from like some of the ones that I've said who they just don't sound like real. Yeah, it was that it was that it was the people who were crazy didn't seem to have any weird. Right. Opinion. Yeah. So maybe it's yeah. That's what opposite. it. That's what it said. Yeah, because psychosis amplifies your interior stimuli to ex the extent, the expense, right. at the expense at the expense of your external stimuli. So a psychotic individual can better control their internal reality than healthy healthy people. So they're more in control of their dreams. They're probably more likely to have lucid dreams. Right. And more in control of their dreams and more. And they're kind of confusing the two. Intriguing. And last night I dreamt I was doing a jigsaw puzzle of a line of people oh. gossiping in front of a row of shops. And the people, the thing that was on the jigsaw puzzle was like happening in front of me in real time as well. Oh, okay. Like as I completed it. <laughs> It'd be weird if you now see that jigsaw. So. Ah, so we have, I think we actually have listeners. Hey, listeners, oh, are you yeah, enjoying? That. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's possible that some of them have uh, just listened and then gone, but it's good. So thank you for your positive feedback. But yeah, um, if you are listening and you don't know us, do get in touch uh, on Instagram. There is a Twitter. Did I do a Twitter page? I can't remember. I'm a bit confused. I think I did. I think I did make a Twitter page and then I accidentally tweeted Southern Rail with a complaint from the, <laughs> from the podcast Twitter page. <laughs> uh, which apparently is, is a good way of getting in touch with them. They actually reply to you and you have like proper mm. chat. They're very friendly. It's annoying because all your anger at Southern Rail just dissipates, which is a clever strategy. So, bravo Southern, <laughs> doing something right. You kept sending me dreams this last week. Did I? Oh no, you sent me other people's. <laughs> oh yeah, that was some of the dreams from, yeah, from my data <laughs> Just horrendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of dreams in there which just, just... read like terrible, terrible amateur fiction. Um, <laughs> Particularly, I'm just to read it out. Just no. So no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very long as well. No, no, no. But they also, um, just the way they're written. I mean, I, I, there's obviously a lot of it is as to how good you are at writing feeds in quite a lot to the dream. So it's kind of, you know, if your writing style. Yeah. Um, and what your vocabulary. Progress, yeah, that's it. Then it limits of. your ability to describe them. That's true. Your vocabulary and your um is it just vocabulary your ability to express yourself goes hand in hand with your vocabulary and so if you don't and there's a lot of thing in therapy of giving people the tools to 
express what they feel and that can be really empowering so if you don't have if you don't have the words to to say it i mean particularly with children if you're experiencing something before you have the vocabulary for it or you before you have the ability to express it it's mm. very difficult to get past it because you can't tell mm. people about it and you also can't like frame it for yourself um and that can be really empowering to give people like this is what this is this is a trauma this is you know kind of explaining it um but surely it's kind of the same with dreams as well then like you say like you can't can you not make so much sense of them if you don't have the vocabulary well it's also tricky this sort of shared experience of it i was sort of saying this mm -hmm. to a friend where people describe things where well but when you sort of say things like oh something really weird happened in your dream you're like it's often sort of strange things like oh something just moved in a strange way and yeah you know, because it's something which doesn't obey kind of the laws of physics or the way something you know something heavy you know something which is very yeah. heavy but sort of moves like it was light or something like that and it just is freaky in a dream because yeah. you're like well how can it be heavy and light at the same time yeah and you know but it's it's like you can describe it but it's a it's a slow it, it doesn't really describe very well yeah because it, it isn't something we can all you can really relate to any kind of actual experience of outside of the dream so yeah and it's quite is. hard to describe it without it being tedious mm. like just kind of going oh it was a bit like this but not really <laughs> yeah um and even as i'm saying them it's kind of and also you get kind of caught in your own memory so as you're saying it you're like oh it was really incredible but you can't quite convey that i can kind of bore myself sometimes when i'm saying them, even though like in my <laughs> mind it was really great maybe I should try writing i might try writing them up my dreams and making them into something more poetic like turning them into something poetry or story not like adding anything but trying mm -hmm. to use language more accurately to describe what's happening but what happens is generally is that you want you write down just the bare bones of what happens so you don't forget it and then the nuances are lost as well yeah so you just remember that there was snow but well so minute 11 <laughs> such a good i'm so good at transitioning yeah <laughs> from a non-snowy city to a snowy city minute 11 is we have just had him saying oh no no, no this isn't what i thought i was going to be doing right or doesn't he say like, yes. um, oh, I thought I was going to do something creative. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. And they're making fun of him. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, my mum tells me, my mother tells me this is a, crea was, this is a creative job. Which is like, yes. makes me wonder, like, how old do you think he is? Like his mum's lined his job, this job up for him. <laughs> he's a bit of a baby. So did she just like, did she lie, do you think, just to get him out of the house and oh, doing a job? Maybe. But I got the feeling as well, I don't know why I didn't say this before, that he's like returned from another country or something. Mm. He's been Yeah, he definitely away. hasn't been in France because he doesn't really so, seem to speak yeah. French. So it seems like you're kind of getting him, you know, on his feet again after. Yeah. But why did she think it was creative? I reckon she was just well, lying to him. So or, just you know, do the way it. parents can be, they, perhaps they didn't know, they were kind yeah. of like, oh, you know, it's something to do with calendars. That's yeah. <laughs>
something techy. There is quite a lot of that where people, yeah, like people don't. Yeah, you know, that's true. And it also I means it's like relatively it depends what you what you know if you've had a if you've had a job which is like working in a factory then yeah. just even doing layouts of the text yeah. on a calendar is somewhat creative you know maybe it was like badly advertised as well you can imagine that yeah because they probably can't get anyone to do the job yeah i wonder what it pays 2006 this like low level job where he's just laying out calendars on a photocopier <laughs> I like yeah. the way you're kind of assessing it like a real job. I wonder I what they're paying. Maybe <laughs> I could very apply. realistic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd want to work there. So I think it's a I think it's a real office. I think mm. if we if we could find that address we could Yeah. We we might well find that there is a, a stationary printing thing there and probably if you go inside. Probably wouldn't be any more though, would there? Because it's kind of archaic now. Oh maybe yeah, calendars. Be all digital and stuff. I don't know. People still sell calendars. Oh yeah. I still get calendars every oh, year. Really? Um, across off the days like I'm in prison. <laughs> Someone once said saw that and they said it was like a really negative thing. Like I was just like wishing, you know, my life away, like just waiting for the next. And then I got really upset when I thought of it like that because that's not how I saw it. It just helps me keep track of the date. Well, you could always do. And it's like something doing... to do at the end of the day. Like, yep, crossed off this day. <laughs> Oh, you do it at the end of the day? Yeah, before you I sleep. You don't cross off yesterday, you cross off. No. So you cross off the day before the day is done, though. Yeah, but I'm getting into bed, so there's nothing else is going to, well, <laughs> nothing else is going to happen. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, so then you wake would, up, and the next day you can look at the calendar and go, all right, it's the 11th. I would begin the day by crossing off yesterday. What? That's like people who start their week with a Sunday which loads of calendars do, which is really irritating because no yeah. one fucking starts their week on a Sunday. That's no, ridiculous. That really I, like our whole society is not built around that. So why do it? Yeah, it is irritating. Yeah. So he, he opens his portfolio, I think. That's what I've written down. He opens his portfolio and guys. <laughs> yeah, and they all see. come round and they're like smirking in the really and they look mean at it. way. Like they're well, like, I, oh yeah, yeah, it's really good. And they're like giggling. And is it a painting of a tree or something? I think I saw it. I don't the first think we one. can really see. Yeah, it was a bit hard to say. Well, they say they like it. But then I noticed it's on the subtitle as well. Yeah, so he says, oh, search, um, there's somebody, perhaps search, says it sucks. But he might, be, he? Talking about, um, he might be talking about the collection because. No, I think he, they're making fun of, I wondered what they were saying in the background because I couldn't uh, quite right. hear it. Yeah, I think they're talking right. about, and she's, because he's like going, yeah, yeah, it's really good. And they're like, God, it sucks like in the background. Oh, okay. oh yeah, because I was saying about the um the blah, the office. Um, I was just noting the things they had on the desk, like you say. Yeah, there's a lot of detail, like the things people have on their desks. They really yeah, well, so like it's not me. just like random stuff. They've got personalized. Like Serge has got, he's got like a little EU flag. Yeah. And she has um, a flag as well, doesn't she? Stickers and a print stick. Yeah, she's got photos all over her computer and a toy cat on top of her computer and a little gold statue. I don't know what it is. It'd be weird if that is someone's desk. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and that's your desk with all your stuff. And you yeah. know, just they borrowed your desk for like <laughs> you know, a day to film. Um, it's strange, well, you've said this as well, how that whenever, you know, like personally, whenever we've had kind of experiences of filming, how that though that they yeah. take 
they change it in strange ways, like you said in the bookshop. They've brought their own. Yeah. So, books. what things have you seen filmed? Because I haven't seen that well, many things, but um, I mean, probably the things I've seen that I didn't know what they were, but specifically at Shakespeare and Company. Well, before I got there, it was um, the link later, the last one before Sun Drop or whatever it is, <laughs> whichever one it was, the last one where they meet at Shakespeare and Company. But that was just before I got there. But they they filmed Julian Julia. And they filmed uh, Midnight in Paris, both including the shop. And is there anything else? I was in Oxford and they were filming. Um, ah! I won't have seen it. No, but it's a book, a Testament to Lost Youth. What's the anthem for Lost Youth? Oh, flipping heck. Can't remember the name of it. it anyway, I watched that. And I watched a bit of Endeavour being filmed. Yeah. Have you ever been an extra? No. See, I wanted to, we all wanted to be the extra in Julie and Julia. Right. And um, that was so annoying because they just needed someone to just be a bookseller. And Meryl, Meryl Flipkin Street was going to come up and like, you get this scene with her. I'd been working there for years. There were people that had been working there for years. <laughs> and I mean, fair dues to her. This is like ballsy, but my friend Hilary was like, she'd only been working at the shop about a year or something. And she got to be in it. She just like wangled it and we were all like, what? Well, it wasn't like her first week or something. No, but she was, it was newer than that. She was really new. She was the right. newest member of staff and we were like, what? How did she manage that? And she gets a line as well. Whoa. Yeah. Impressive. Well, and we were all so miffed by it that she was like excited. She was like, let's go and see it. And we were like, like not very <laughs> congratulatory to her because we were all annoyed. <laughs> oh, well, no, good for her. So they go into the boss's office. Oh yeah, and I've got like a clip I wanted to play of him, like what he says. I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear this. Welcome in this palace, Stefan. Merci. Stefan is a great artist with a foreign accent. He'd like to suggest something. I just love the way he says it. <laughs> and I love um, Guy's, Stefan is, <laughs> Stefan is a great artist with a foreign accent. <laughs> yeah. He's gotta show you something. Um, so this boss is uh, Pierre Vanek. He died in 2010, um, but he's theatre actor. He played Hamlet and he's done like Joyce Stoppard. He's just great. He's like, his English as well. It's even worse than guys. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> I rather liked the uh, chairs that they had in the office. I thought they were quite Oh, cool. I didn't notice them. I like that you notice furniture. Yeah. <laughs> and in the background, he has a sort of yes. big picture of Montmartre. Oh, it's Montmartre. Isn't it? I think it is. I, I was trying to work it out. Um, and I tried to look it up, but I couldn't work out how to find out. But it's really cool. It's like a massive yeah. photo mural. Yeah. It's, it used I to like be more that. common, that. I think maybe, perhaps, I don't know. Hmm. It's still, it's nice, quite a nice idea, but people don't seem to go for it. It reminds me of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, there's a scene where she, uh, Josh makes the guy that she's living with, makes her this big autumn mural uh, for her flat. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, a big park scene. It's, a, it's sort of black and white and you can see all these rooftops and I think you can mm. see her in the, in the top left. Well, I wondered if it was like New York at first, but it's not, is it? No. Definitely, okay. definitely Paris. I'm not very good at cityscapes. Um, 
and then they go on about the ski weekend again. Yeah. And they all come in. It's going to be a reoccurring thing. I mean, yeah. Get, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming as well that this job isn't just going to be like, well, you didn't get the job and uh, we leave this whole sort of sort of set and people behind these characters, I think, are here to stay. Yeah. So I'm getting, my guess is he's going to, I don't know. Well, he's very, well, what we need to go on to say is that he now starts showing his, his pictures. Yeah, but he doesn't get very far in this minute, does he? No, no. So it's a bit, I mean, it's one of these things where if you were watching it in real time, you wouldn't catch much of it because I only get this because I'm going through it sort of so slowly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, so there's, there's like a painting. Oh, wait, there's a... Actually, first I was going to say, well, you, you said this before. Did you say this the other week about how it says intestino gris? Yeah, the giant... Te- uh, Which just means large intestine. Large intestine, yeah. <laughs> That's weird. We don't, we don't really know why. I don't and know if Gondry says something about that on the DVD thing. Commentary. Oh, commentary, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was like a something that he just had or hmm. or some kind of joke that he had in his head, I suppose. Or maybe, maybe it has, has meaning. Some sort of yeah, some sort of cultural meaning. Oh no! Mexico. Or maybe it's going to have meaning later. Yeah, because he's also got Mexico little sticker mm. saying Mexico on his portfolio. So do you get the impression that he they're setting him up? I think to because they know they're like these are shit. This is so funny. Oh yeah. Like you imagine they're like this is great. This is so comedy. Like well actually Martina I feel like doesn't and Serge like only care about the ski trip. They're just like not bothered. But but Guy's like yes. This is good. I'm going to set him up with the boss. Um, Maybe. But he seems quite sort of fatherly, I think. He's got like a nice sort of fatherly feel, the boss. Yeah. What's his name? I didn't catch it. I don't know. Or maybe they didn't say. So just towards the end, so he shows, he opens portfolio. And I I mean, I had to do this like, wait, this is already into the next minute. Oh, no, there we are. Yeah, that's it. Just the very, very end. No, we do see some of the pictures. There's like, oh. so because I do like frame by frame, I could see. So it looks like the first one is this row of trees with like a car crash scene. Ah, and all these yeah. dead bodies scattered. Yeah. Around. <laughs> the next one is like, it looks like there's a flood or something and people being sort of washed down a flooded high street. And then the last one he gets out is a plane crash or exploding. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, nice. well so noticed. But they're very childlike. I yeah. like the um. There's a painting just on the wall of an apple and a pear, and I tried to mm. find out more about that, and I couldn't. But that was quite. Um, there's a lot of artwork. Yeah, there's a wedding photo. I'm willing to there's bet also... that lots of the artwork in the background is real people's art. That's yeah. Just, but I I quite like that. Like in films, you know, not like in the early one you were talking about that there was a sort of I don't know 19th century artist or something. Mm. but like contemporary artists that they're just promoting that might just be their friends or something they also have a little uh, model plane on top of the bookcase and i felt like you used to see these a lot and now you never see them oh i, I don't know what, like an airfix of... thing well yeah but i think it's probably more one of those things where it's like given away as some promotional uh, gift oh yeah but quite exactly how one got one. There's a nice sort of silvery, actually I couldn't work out whether it's necessarily a silvery painting in the background or part of a cool coat stand. There's yeah. a, definitely a cool coat stand in the background as well, which yeah. uh, you could imagine seeing today in, in a sort of modernist um, furniture shop. Why isn't Stefan annoyed that he's wearing his hat? <laughs> he's still wearing his hat. Yeah. I yeah. would be well, really annoyed. Because also like, 
especially with a woolly hat because he might have greasy hair and you know like yeah it's quite intimate wearing someone's hat i think do you think yeah definitely i think i'm gonna wrap up the min the minx do you remember saying minx did you say that is that just me and becky minx (laughs) we started saying it meaning like brilliant minx We no, still never. say it like min good. That's min good. We might have just made it up though. It sounds like something from. Bring um, it back. I think it sounds like a bit like uh, Orwellian and 1984. I thought you were going to say Bill and Tedian. If you say um, it's min, min good, ex- it's not good at all. No, it's very good. And Max good. Min X is like amazing. <laughs> why, but why min? I don't know. I can't remember why Max. now. Why Cham? Right. On that note, <laughs> transitioning smoothly into an exit. That's so smooth. See you later, smooth. Smoothest. <laughs> no, that's not. A... Oh, good grief, listeners. Smooth listeners. Smooth you later. Oh, good grief. Bye. <laughs>